Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. We're brawling this team. The guy yells over the glass. Go back to the NHL, Preston, you loser. Can't even say it with a straight face. It was a good beak when we'd roll into a bigger center. They'd say, go back to Winyard. Uh, go back to the NFL, where I was making more money and doing better. I'd like to. Thank you very much. <laughs> where I was flying on the charter with the uh, double-wide leather suits and the filet mignon. Yeah, working on it. This is the Rod Peterson Show. All right, welcome back, everybody, or welcome inside our two of the RP Show. If you're just joining us, we're live from Grey Eagle Resort and Casino. Uh, first day back and the first of a three-week residency at not only Calgary's entertainment destination, but if I may, our second home. It was nice. Uh, and by the way, the Moose has rejoined us here in hour two. We're going to have even more fun in hour two because this is where we really turn it over to the viewers. Hour one was on us. Hour two is on you. And I'm sensing they do want to talk some NFL. They want to talk, obviously, some National Hockey League. But you got a real kick out of this, Moose, when we checked in last night. Yeah. And there was mail waiting for me at the front I desk. Know. You seem to think that was very uh, I know. cute. I couldn't believe it. There was mail waiting. Um, and I'm like, did you, like, my first thought is, like, did you just get something shipped here because you knew you were coming? And then I looked, I'm like, that's fan mail. That's fan mail. You're getting fan mail to the casino now. So I guess they're starting at least to figure out where we're going to be in our yeah. different anchors. Well, there was some of that, um, but also a book was sent to me here. Mm. I got a lot of reading to do over the next several months. A book was sent here. I've had a Matthew Barnaby shipped his book to Florida. Yeah. Thank God I'm a reader. Yeah. And I enjoy reading. You're a reader, too. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I like reading. I like doing these reviews. So... We're on the stage bar, and it wasn't a scramble getting ready, per se. Like, tomorrow, I think we'll really be rocking on day two here back at the Gray Eagle. Do you think the bands have the same sort of mad scramble where we're just plugging in cords and hooking up lights just before this concert starts? I've seen it, where something goes down, or they're, you know, they do the sound check hours before. So, I mean, there's not that issue. But there'll always be something, and they got to get a tune throughout the show. So the people who get come to the second show always have the best experience. Which, speaking of, uh, Jeff Gordon is watching streaming right now. And he says, is it possible to watch the show live in person while at the casino? Hells yeah! We encourage that. That's what's changed. Oh, yes. It only took us 17 weeks so far this year to polish what we do. And we will have live guests every day. And yes, 10 to noon, you're welcome to come down. We've got Obviously, full-service restaurant. There's a guy walking in right now. We got Cade hooking up the speakers. So, yeah, we're only one hour (laughs) into our three-week residency. So, today might not have been the best day to come down because we're not totally cooking with gas. But, yeah, we got college football questions coming in. And Arlen Bruce III wants to know the CFL grade. And this is interesting. He goes, do you believe Damon Allen or Jarius Jackson or Travis Moore have head coaching jobs potentially? Sorry, my, fo- my pop-ups are going all over the place here. <sighs> Do they have coaching jobs potentially in the Canadian Football League? So 
We'll get to all those questions. And Ron McLean coming up in the very next segment. But I told Troy, who's watching in Toronto right now, he asked as a Packers fan if he should be worried. His Packers are one of five three-and-three teams in the NFC. And that is our poll question today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center. Who's the best three-and-three team in the National Football Conference? The Green Bay Packers, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Los Angeles Rams, San Francisco 49ers, and we left off the Atlanta Falcons. They're happy to be three-and-three. Those other four teams are not. And the Packers are one of them. So we'll get to Arlen's question in a moment. But Troy said, should I be worried? And I think he should be worried. They've lost their offensive coordinator. They've lost Devontae Adams. That's what happens with good teams, right? Other teams come and pick you apart. And free agency happens. I think that they should be worried. As a Packers fan. Absolutely, they yeah. should be worried. They don't have a single one of their um, teams, you know, offense, defense, special teams, that's playing at a high level right now. And you're watching Devontae Adams. Now he's not lighting it up with Oakland or with Vegas, but he's playing well and he's there. You're watching Marquez Valdez-Scantling, who played and was, you know, his, maybe his number two target, Aaron Rodgers. He's having a ton of success now this year. It's, it's scary in Green Bay. And it's going the wrong way. And I don't see them recovering this season. Maybe next, but I don't see them recovering this year. Next segment, Ron McLean joining us from Hockey Night in Canada. So we, we'll get deep into the NHL talk there. The viewers here today want to talk football, specifically NFL and some CFL. Phil watching in Dauphin, Manitoba writes, and he says, good day, good day. It's Monday. Tom Brady yelling at his old line is the equivalent of me yelling at the writers of the new Halloween movie. And with all the talk about Bo Levi Mitchell, is it possible to think his next team could be in Edmonton? By the way, Darren and I are going to be going to a lot of movies, maybe tonight. Yeah, let's do it. Maybe Halloween. It opened on Thursday, Friday in Landmark Cinemas. So maybe we'll go to Halloween tonight. Why are you writing at the writers of Halloween? I watched the original Halloween with Serena before I left Florida, and I didn't want to tell her because she's a big scary movie fan, but I was like, what's the big deal? This is not... Maybe at the time it was groundbreaking. Yeah. But I guess this Halloween that's in theaters now is the last chapter, I understand, from our friends at Landmark Cinemas. It is. So we got to go to that. But you didn't seem that enthralled with the original Halloween either. We were talking about it in the car right out here. Yesterday. No, but it, like, I'm not a huge scary movie guy. Either. I get scared and nervous. So I like it Halloween. I, I'll put myself through that because I'm like, I feel like I should, and it's kind of you know, fun. But um, they've gotten better. The last one was really good. Halloween Kills. I know this one's Halloween Ends. So... It was okay. pretty good. It's a series. Tune in tomorrow. We'll have a review. To Tom Brady yelling at his offensive line, mm. kicking Grady Jarrett of the Falcons last week and getting fined 15000 for it. I feel bad for Tom Brady, and I'm sure he doesn't want to be felt bad for. But you got everybody peering in on his personal life, and now everybody peering in on his professional life more now than ever. Every little thing that he does is being dissected, and he doesn't seem like the same Tom. He doesn't seem like the same Tom. No, he doesn't. He's got a lot, uh, in his words, he's got a lot of stuff going on. He does. And, you know, people are going to go right back to Robert Kraft's wedding. And he was there, and he took Wednesday's practice off because he doesn't practice on Wednesdays, part of his new deal. And he flew on a private jet and wasn't with the teammates. And how dare he yell at the offensive line, you know, when he doesn't want to show up to practice. And it's like, no, he's always held people accountable. That's not new. Wins, no. losses, he's going to hold you accountable. 
And we talked about this on Friday with Tori. We went deep on it. You know, who didn't see this coming? If you didn't see this coming, this game against Pittsburgh, then you don't really follow football all that closely or consider yourself any sort of NFL expert because, you know, Mike Tomlin is one of the best coaches in the NFL. They're one of the best run franchises in Pittsburgh. They just got embarrassed the week before. They always rebound after being embarrassed, especially defensively. And the Tampa Bay offense has been bad all year. Yeah, it's the defense that's really won games for them. Right, they've really struggled offensively. So it was kind of a perfect storm for Pittsburgh to win that game last week. We're just in and out with viewer questions and comments. It's exactly the way that we designed this show. Hello, Lucian. Wonderful. Uh, the best-looking security guy here at Grey Eagle Resort and Castillo. Look at it. He likes that one. He likes that one. The nicest smile. I'm dying to get to the NHL, uh, but I'll just say one more from Grant in Kelowna, B.C., whom is a Ryder fan, and he says, I said weeks ago change in Regina needed to be done. Now they won't make the playoffs. My opinion. Grant always watches on Game Plus TV, and if I may, and I don't know why we don't have sound on the speakers yet. Bam, we didn't have it. He's straining to hear what we're saying down here, mm. so we got to get that fixed. People are saying they waited too long to fire the head coach. I hate to say this because I love Craig Dickinson. He's like family to me. He's the head coach of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. And he said, I guess, on uh, radio last week that he hopes to be back next year. I just said to Mark Steven here on the couch and a few other football people I've talked to, he's going to be fired if this goes the way that it looks like it's going to go. How could it not be? The coach is the easiest guy to fire. He's always the first guy to go. Yeah. And I'm not going to argue with anybody that says... Maybe if they fired him a month ago, it would have lit a fire under this team. I'm not saying you're wrong. I didn't think that anybody would be fired to the end of the season, and I was right on that. But that's not to say that was the right decision. No, it's not. You know, look what happened in Ottawa. Won some game. You know, and you always see that, the you know, two to three game bump after you let go of a coach, right? And the players feel responsible for that, so they step up and play better. But this this wasn't happening. But it it's been a bit of an issue all year. And, you know, you respect the loyalty to stay with the group you have and, 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 to, and, to, sure. ri- and to ride or die to the end. And it might mean that they're all gone, you know, but we've seen a little bit. I don't want to, if I want to call it indecision, you know, Garrett Marino didn't make the decisions, you know, it took some time before they finally made that decision. Same thing with the coaching staff and, and the whole deal there. So I admire the loyalty. But now you live and die with it, and, and it's probably going to be more than just Craig at the end of the year. <laughs> They've made a lot of gambles that did not pay off. And when that happens, you get fired. If they pay off, you become a hero. Mm-hmm. It's, so maybe not making a coaching change is just another blunder made by the general manager of the football team. Overall, as I said to Mark, I'm not laying awake at night thinking about this stuff. A lot of people are. Um, so here we go. Kevin from uh, Airdrie says, thinking Friday morning at the Gray Eagle. Who is in? Give them a week to get set up. Oh, I don't know who our guests are on Friday. Just hang on. Just hang on. I'm dealing with Monday. <laughs> What's the bracelet say? Yeah, one day at a time. One day at a time. Can you hang on? Hey. Well, you're going to come back here after Ron McLean. It's 11-11 Mountain, by the way. We're on the right track anyways. Oh, oh, oh. The road may go like this, but at least we're going forward. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah, we are. 
Well, you will be back, as I say, to talk NHL later on in this segment. But I've kind of got off my chest most of what I want to say. I'm really excited for Tuesday's game between the Calgary Flames and the Vegas Golden Knights. I had anticipated sitting in the press box, but I've got a wonderful opportunity to sit with Tammy, my good friend's wife at the game. She asked me to come to the game, Vegas and Calgary. Overall, I just feel really good. I told you this coming here yesterday. I feel like the last year getting set up with Grey Eagle, we didn't know them. They didn't know us. And all of a sudden, it's just worked out really well. You know, we check in and they're like, it's, we missed you. We wondered where you were. And now we're getting invites to go to fun places. And it just it feels right. Well, you know how the example I could give and then just give people a little window into our life and travels and stuff is, you know, we would spend a seven, eight-hour drive just nah, 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 about every detail, every detail. What are we going to do in Calgary? What's the setup going to look like? Because we are just so passionate about it. But I think, you know, you're in that place where you're so happy and in peace. Now you were out for like an hour. And I'm like, so, oh, Rod feels really good. He's really happy. And he's like, there's no worries. Everything's taken care of. It's very comfortable. I don't like to be the guy that rides, it sleeps as the passenger in the car, but I couldn't help myself. Oh, I love it. You had it all under control. This makes me feel good. A note to our operators in the control room in Game Plus in Toronto. We're going to take a quick break here and come back with Ron McLean because he's logged in and ready to go. And you'll be back later on in hour two here. You bet. So all NHL talk the rest of the way. We're broadcasting live from the stage bar at Gray Eagle Resort and Casino, Calgary's entertainment destination. We're on Game Plus television. Live streaming on YouTube, your favorite podcast platform, and on the radio on your southern home of sports and talk, WQEE 99.1 FM. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to YouTube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Landmark Cinema's Extra members get your movie tickets for just half the points from September 16th to 29th. It's an offer you can't refuse. Any movie, anytime. Redeem just half the points every time. Any way you add it up. Or is that divided? It's movie time. Not a Landmark Extras member? Join for free now at LandmarkCinemas.com and movie more for less. Landmark Cinemas, where movie lovers get their extras. Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now, back to the studio with Rod. All right, welcome back, everybody. We are live at Gray Eagle Resort and Casino Calgary's entertainment destination on Game Plus TV and WQEE Radio. And we're going to talk some hockey now. Ron McLean joins us from Hockey Night in Canada. Everybody's excited to chat with Ron. And, hey, we got a comment here from Ted in Red Deer. Ron, he says, you've got two Red Deer guys now in two weeks. It was Randy Moeller last week joined us live from Florida. Can I ask you your thoughts on Randy Moeller as a Red Deer guy like yourself? What a character that guy is. 
You know, Rod, I, I had Ed Whalen as a hero, right? Stampede Wrestling, and he was such a great character, such a humble pie guy in real life, but he could really crank it up in the ring. And I remember I loved the Stomper, and uh, to see Ed Whalen and the Stomper go mano a mano, and I don't know what happened, but I didn't learn a lot from Ed, even when I worked with him. Randy Moeller, on the other hand, somehow mastered uh, some of that great uh, performance, that great theater. He's incredible as a broadcaster. I saw them yes. all. Uh, you know, Mike was a... Uh, and. Uh, Jamie were also a great uh, player for the Lethbridge Pronghorns when they won for Mike Babcock, uh, the University Cup. But Randy was, uh, he was probably the, you know, Mike had a fabulous career and was with Edmonton Oilers. Uh, great family. John, their dad. Uh, I used to go do on locations at the car dealership where John sold, uh, I believe it was Mercury's and Ford's. Um, just a great hockey family and uh, what a job Randy's done in Florida. When there didn't seem to be a whole lot of hope, he was kind of the rock for them, wasn't he? Yes, and what a start for them. I was watching their game from the Islanders, uh, or from Long Island last week, and I'm like, God, Randy's so good. For a hockey player, you're not supposed to be this good on the air. He's a great broadcaster, too. People for would forget that he was yes. ever a player. He's so good on TV, right? Yeah, just so full of color. That's uh, the that's the part that blows yeah. my mind. And, uh, you know, we were all supposed to be, uh, you know, don't dress to impress. And, uh, you know, you didn't move too much out of your comfort zone when you grew up in central Alberta because someone would hang you out to dry. But uh, Randy's got it. Uh, he, he's always had that fun in him. And uh, when I go back to town and I see Mike and uh, go swimming and have a beer, and uh, as I say, I've kind of lost track a little bit of Jamie, but uh, he had a fine hockey career too. So they're, uh, as I say, great family and good for Randy. When he won the World Juniors, uh, that was kind of the beginning of it uh, for us. It was back in 1982 when the two Moeller boys were part of the team that won in Rochester, Minnesota. Uh, and to see him as a Red Deer wrestler, uh, they had a fantastic uh, squad with uh, a lot of great players, including the Sutters. So, yeah, amazing. Yeah, Randy told me the story again last week about the World Juniors in 82. I think he likes that story, Ron. But I love how proud they are of you guys, and I love this Battle of Alberta, man, like it just, summer was just not even a pause on it. Like we're back into it. Man, it's great having these teams good at the same time, isn't it? Well, you know, I used to live in Woodbine, which is right next to Tsitsina First Nation there where you've got the, the beautiful golf setup and casino. Uh, and we were uh, at that time, Canyon Meadows was uh, the host headquarters for the Calgary Flames annual golf tournament. And I just remember that was also a heyday in the battle between the two teams the cup ran as you know through from 83 through 91 through yeah. either city uh and I, I used to have all my friends from red deer come to either calgary or edmonton wherever we were and they would flop in my hotel room and clean up my mini bar it was a very expensive decade <laughs> but i'm glad i'm glad we're in for it again <laughs> Yeah, we have no kidding. Yeah, no, I'm glad those days are behind me, too. Uh, Wayne is watching in B.C., uh, Victoria, as a matter of fact. He says, hi, Ron, who are your picks for the Stanley Cup final? Well, you're going to see Vegas, uh, Rod, in Calgary here. Uh, I got a feeling about Vegas suddenly. Uh, and, I, you know, it's an amazing story if Logan Thompson, the Netminders Calgary Roots, uh, if he can play well in net, uh, then they're a team. Uh, they're well-coached, well-managed. Kelly McCrimmon, of course, is a, a dear friend. And, uh, yeah, I just think uh, I saw Eichel in the first couple of games, and I thought, oh, boy, he, he's on a mission. And to have Petrangelo as your leader and Mark Stone to do what he did with that late goal. And uh, they've got 17 Canadians on that Vegas uh, Knights team. So uh, the, I think they're just well-positioned for the kind of hockey you need to play in the postseason. And they would be a, a real threat to 
the incumbent, Colorado, is very hard to bet against. I think they're fantastic. And over on the other side, I'd have to go with Carolina uh, is a little bit of a dark horse, but not much of a dark horse. I, I think they might supplant Tampa and Florida as the power in the East. Well, the Golden Knights are my team, and I'm wondering if I can get away with wearing Golden Knights gear to the game Tuesday night. No, I, you can't. Would you suggest? <laughs> no, <laughs> you didn't even no. have to wait. <laughs> that would be like talking about friday on a monday yeah thank you for saving my life on that one um but the flames have beaten colorado the flames have beaten edmonton and i wonder where you think the flames line up in this pantheon of yeah top teams in the nhl right now yeah yeah good point uh actually calgary i should consider and edmonton of course are are right there uh, as well um but the the flames to see uh you know the 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 goaltending depth, Dan Vladar was sensational when they needed him against Edmonton Saturday night. Uh, they're fast. Uh, you know, there, there was kind of a perception that Calgary's not that fast, but either the way they move the puck or uh, the Mangiapane line is brilliantly quick, and and that Huberto passing is is exceptional. And Kadri, what a performance the other night. I was saying to our panel that he didn't have a hit in the game, and I think that was a kind of a concerted effort by Nazem not to take a penalty. You know, if he got too keyed up and started running around to match Evander Kane, uh, they might end up in the box and you can't do that against the Edmonton Oilers. So, yeah, there's every reason to think that the the Cup could go to either Alberta team too. Uh, but I, I just got kind of a feeling about uh, Vegas and their experience and uh, what I saw that first couple of games. Way too early to judge, I realize, but um, they, they look good. Yeah, but, you know, the fans don't care that it's early like for instance i had the great pleasure of broadcasting the first ever junior hockey game in a brand new facility in assiniboia saskatchewan saturday a gleaming new facility they built on a new radio station i came back to my hotel in assiniboia i turn on hockey night in canada and there were you saying he doesn't have a hit tonight not on the stat sheet anyways i knew clearly you want to be clear that maybe he did have a hit that nobody that yes. didn't didn't track. That was well, I don't trust the way you threw that yeah, in there. I don't trust that stat, <laughs> and I'm sure you don't either. Uh, but he, I, I was kind of leading to that idea that uh, you know he was going to play controlled against a team that has a lethal power play, which was a you know just the the growth of Nazem as a leader. He he really played uh, you know that role well last year for the Colorado team because he he had that knack of going out for sure in Toronto and taking the big hit and having himself suspended or taking a major and, you know, just at key moments, just a little too high. Um, and that's just a growth lesson. And that's, that's again, a little bit why I fear uh, Vegas, if I'm Calgary and Edmonton, is they've had that same kind of a uh, humiliation or comeuppance uh, over the last couple of years when expectations were sky high and they didn't meet them. Uh, and I, you know, obviously the Eichel trade kind of set them back because they had injuries to Pacioretty and him. And But I, I feel like they've lost enough that they uh, they will be just, you know, blood in their mouth when they bite their tongue. Uh, so look out for that, uh, that wounded animal. Well, you know, you mentioned growth, and that's a one. It's fun to watch somebody grow in life. And if mm. it's a hockey player, so be it. Nazem would be that. Where you are sitting there in the Mecca, are Leafs fans, could they be told to let Mitch Marner grow, to let Austin Matthews grow, or is that just lost on them? Well, I think Austin from the get-go, it's funny. I remember when he came in, uh, they always brought the top prospects in, and they would come on Coach's Corner with Don, and uh, he was just one of those guys who looked around the situation, and he was if 
I could put a word to it, it would be bemused. He was not impressed or scared or anything. He wasn't cocky. He wasn't uh, arrogant. Uh, but he just, as, a, as an 18-year-old, had a, a way of carrying himself, Austin, that, that nothing was going to phase him. I, I feel like, you know, just, I don't know why, Rod, when I watched him in the dressing room prior to the opener in Montreal, uh, they had a shot of Slavkovsky who looked as loose as a goose and Austin looked kind <laughs> of, uh, he looked tense uh, for the first time. I've, I've seen him once at New York uh, in a game at Madison Square Garden, look a little tight before the game and reading into body language is a fool's game or mugs game. But I, I think he does realize that this is a huge, huge year for him and the team. And he's carrying a little bit of that right now and maybe grinding a little bit right now. Marner is, uh, you know, just, magic uh, he he is such a talent and uh, and Nylander's off to a good start and so is Tavares so their core four is playing really well right now which gives Toronto a shot um, but they have some some real question marks on the blue line and that's that's going to have to be I think sorted out at some point if they go deep or are yeah, it's deep. all the fun part of of watching it um some fun questions if you don't mind from the viewers calling in yeah. Ottawa Watching on Game Plus says, how does Ron remember all the hockey stories he recounts on air? I'm always amazed at his vast knowledge of hockey. I think that's what makes Ron Ron. But how would you answer that question? Well, you study, you know, uh, Rod, we kind of rehearse our ad libs and, uh, that that's the truth yeah. of the matter is you, you study and study, uh, you know, I, I blessedly, uh, this year and our, I think our producers are probably going to drive them crazy because you've got a week to prepare for Saturday night in the past. I'd have been on a plane and into a smaller community to do hometown hockey and kind of lost to uh, the hockey night in Canada gang for three days, but we just l- love our craft and have to practice, uh, intensely our craft. Uh, Wayne Berry, who taught me at Red Deer at CKRD the business uh, he had a rule 10 hours of prep for every one hour on the air and that sounds outrageous but it's kind of the truth you you really have to spend the time you know as an example on saturday night there was 560 names and that was just 28 teams in action we didn't have all 32 if you have all 32 teams playing you've got 640 names playing and that's a lot of stories and a lot of names and like all of us i i have this habit of using the parents names you know if i have uh, william nylander i i'm apt to call him michael nylander in a fatigued moment because there's <laughs> yeah. there's a lot of you know jake debrus could be louis debrus and so forth that, that's when you get to be our age or my age at least that's the one thing no I have no to i'm I uh, fall prey to the exact same thing um but i'll tell you something gene principe is a good friend of mine and you know, he likes the puns, and somebody made a, co- a comment about him being the king of puns, and Gene was like, no, there is one, Ron McLean. Yeah, and the respect shown by Gene to you, I, that, that is the kind of stuff that I just love, man. I mean, uh, but it, it's, do you feel the pressure having to come up with a pun before the commercial? No, it, it's sure gene would say the same rod and there's you know obviously times i wish i could rein it in and i didn't bite at the temptation to to come up with a pun i I always attribute it to growing up in red deer and we all had half tons and we all had bumper stickers on the uh, rear of our half ton trucks and those were always turns of phrase they were puns uh so i was kind of exposed to it plus i had a dear friend ray blair who i played all sports with and we called him the prince of puns so there's a guy a guy who's uh, far superior to gene and me in that regard his name is ray blair uh and he punned everything and uh and i just liked that uh you know wordplay was to me it was a way to fight pretense and i as i said i wish i could sort of discipline myself not to do maybe more than one or two a night john shannon you know he aged trying to get me to stop doing it but it's it's right there in front of you if you enjoy language (laughs) and uh now now everybody's playing wordle you know what that is 
Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't played yeah, it, but I know I, what it is. I'm not me smart either. enough. Me either. But yeah, but yeah no, me either. But I, <laughs> I see people doing Wordle and I think, oh, good. The world's going to all be doing puns because it's kind of in that vein. Just playing well, with words is, uh, is the battle. I love that everybody loves what you do with it. Two quick ones no. from Todd in Rajani. He says, Mr. McLean, what are your thoughts on Torts coaching such a young squad in Philly? And how do you mm. see it working out? You see they're 2-0. and well, I'll t- yeah, and you were going back to that earlier conversation about coaching changes in the CFL. Uh, 13 new coaches are at least in different positions this year. 40% of the league had a turnover at, at the helm, and that's because, as was discussed with you and Mark, that, you know, that fresh take, uh, there's an expiry date for all coaches, etc. cetera. Um, but I think John Tortorella, you know, I'll just tell you, Todd, a lesson that, uh, or a story. Uh, when he had Vinny LeCavalier in Tampa, he used to, because you saw him r- really going at... Uh, uh, Dubois in Columbus when Dubois was playing there PL, uh, he did it on the bench he ripped him and they all said why would you do that in public in front of everybody well when he had Le Cavalier he used to bring him into the office and tear a strip off him and Le Cavalier felt uh, vulnerable he had no support around him he had nobody uh, if he wanted to tell Jay Feaster the manager that Torts is saying this or doing this he had no witnesses so Jay Feaster went to Tortorella and said John you're a bit of a live wire and you do have a temper if you're going to rip a player, please do it in the dressing room in front of everybody or do it on the bench where there are witnesses for the victim of your uh, rant. Isn't that interesting? And from that day forward, uh, going into 2003, Portarella started to do all of his uh, you know, rants in front of other players. So when you see John do that, uh, it seems like he's pandering to the cameras, uh, but it's not. That's the reason. He'll yeah, and the, they learn. Yeah, they learn as the, the coaches grow, too. You are you would hope, just like the players. Yeah. Uh, Devin in Burns Lake, B.C. says, Ron is the game's encyclopedia. There's no doubt about that. And T. Will in Winnipeg says, hey, Ron, as a person living in Toronto, are you aware Winnipeg exists? I say that with a smile. You must get yeah. that all the time. The Western... Well, Right after this uh, interview, Rod, of course. Yeah, I, I, you know, they they called uh, uh, all, you know, Dick Irvin was a homer for the Montreal Canadiens and uh, Brian McFarlane was Brian McMaple Leaf. Uh, You can't be uh, situated in these cities and not be tainted. Uh, But right after this call, I'm going on with Mark Chipman, a phone call, and we're going to talk about February 11th and uh, all that they're doing for uh, Dale Howarchuk and the Winnipeg Jets. And I was in communication with Rick Bonus all through the last couple of days because, of course, he was going through his COVID. But I'm building a story for Saturday night when we have Toronto at Winnipeg. Sorry to bring up the Leafs. Uh, And I tell you this, (laughs) my, uh, my breakout moment in broadcasting was in Winnipeg doing the Wednesday lottery with Don Whitman. And my favorite author you can see there's a lot of books in behind me here uh my favorite author is from really from steinbeck manitoba her name is miriam taves and she moved up uh great story about miriam her father uh, mel ran a school in steinbeck but on weekends for pin money he would sell his eggs up in winnipeg he would drop off containers of eggs so at one point he was getting ready to marry a woman named elvira who would be miriam taves the author's mom and he wanted to build a house just like one he'd seen in winnipeg dropping off eggs so elvira says well what's it like inside he says oh i have no idea i just drop the eggs on the veranda and i move on she said well you got to look inside to see if it's a house worth building he says i can't ask to go inside i'm an egg deliverer she said leave it to me so they go up to winnipeg from steinbeck she knocks on the door and says, do you mind if we have a look around? My husband here, Mel, wants to build a home just like this in Steinbeck, and it will be our, our new wedding gift. 
And the guy says, come on in. It was Bill Mozienko. Bill Mozienko holds the record for the fastest hat trick in NHL history. He scored three goals in 21 seconds. And that just proves he's a good egg. Oh, sorry, there's a pun. <laughs> How about that? I was just sitting enjoying the story. Yeah, for sure. That's yeah. amazing. It's the record that stands today. Uh, Ron, thanks. Don't want to let you go, but we have to. Um, always appreciate yeah. the time. Keep it up. Same. The games aren't the same without you. So thanks, uh, Ron. Keep it up. I love it. And have a great week. Yeah, Rod. Appreciate it. Keep up the great work yourself. Thank you. Ron McLean from Hockey Night in Canada. Darren Moose DuPont will join us uh, live again next. And we'll get to more of your questions and comments. I Something was ringing in my mind about Dick Irvin that I will tell when we come back to Great Eagle Resort and Casino on Game Plus Television. YouTube Live, your favorite podcast platform, and of course, your home of Southern Sports and Talk in Metro Atlanta, WQEE 99.1 FM. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Send us your opinions now. We won't victimize you unless you really deserve it. Now, back to your host, Rod Peterson. Okay, welcome back, everybody, live from Great Eagle Resort and Casino. Um, I'm just bubbling, obviously, with the interview with Ron McLean. Did you guys say we do have moose or we don't have moose? We had him, and then we got lost him. So, Darren, we're working on it. Something seems to happen at 20 to the top of the hour where we lose internet. So I just happen to have a sports update ready to roll. Moose will scramble and get ready to come on. And if he can't, I can sit and tell you stories about Dick Irvin and a few other things while we uh, get Moose ready to go. But a sports update on this Monday. The New York Yankees host the Cleveland Guardians in tonight's Game 5 of their American League Division Series. New York will start Game 2 loser Jamison Tayon against Cleveland's Aaron Savali. The winner meets the Houston Astros in the American League Championship Series. The NLCS starts Tuesday with the Philadelphia Phillies at the San Diego Padres. Thank you, Clark. We have Moose, and we'll get to him in a moment. NHL, the Montreal Canadiens are home to Sidney Crosby and the Pittsburgh Penguins tonight. The Penguins are off to a 2-0 start to the NHL season, and Crosby has a league-leading six points in his first two games. Other games tonight had the Leafs hosting Arizona, the Vancouver Canucks visiting Washington, and the Winnipeg Jets are at Dallas. How about that? Rick Bonus going in. Is he back behind the bench? Can somebody let me know? I, I, I believe he is. I know he missed Friday's game because he tested positive with COVID. You know Rick Bonus going to want to win that one tonight in Dallas with the Winnipeg Jets. The NFL's Monday night matchup pits the Los Angeles Chargers against the Denver Broncos. Denver enters the game on a two-game slide, including last week's ugly 12-9 overtime loss to Indianapolis. The 3-2 and two Chargers have been inconsistent this season and are only one game up on the 2-3 and three Broncos in the AFC West. And for you curling fans, Jean-Michel Menard's Canadian rink scored a 7-6 extra end win over Korea this morning at the World Mixed Curling Championships in Aberdeen, Scotland. Canada now 3-1, sits second in Group A behind 4-0 Finland. The Canadians face both the United States and India on Tuesday. 
The sports update for Ballers Rec Room, home of the RP Show, Grey Cup Party. Follow our social media channels for details on how you can get your tickets and join us Friday, November 18th at Ballers at the Grey Cup in Regina. We're also brought to you by the Tap Brewhouse and Drive Through Liquor Store. And for Red Bull Canada, Red Bull gives you wings. We do have the moose here. And by the way, Craig Campbell checking in from the Hockey Hall of Fame in Tirana, and he says, so pleased to come and visit the Hockey Hall of Fame to see that bit of history, plus much more, if you're in Toronto, now or in the future. Ah, he says, Bill Mazienko's stick, and three pucks are on display in the Hockey Hall of Fame right now. I read his comments out of order. Oh, and here's T. Will from Winnipeg writing in saying he was just chiding Ron. Ron's an icon about ignoring Winnipeg. Come on, Winnipeg. Nobody forgets about you. No. Get over it. You got the two-time defending Great Cup champions. You have an undefeated hockey team. You've got one of Canada's last Hooters remaining. You got a great mall. A lot of good things. Well, a lot of good things. Don't think about yeah. what, who's ignoring you. Yeah. And the people like that. They get a kick out of that here. <laughs> Listen. I just have to stop on the comments for a second because I get squirrely. Ron McLean is the GOAT. He's the GOAT! Yes, clearly. And he brings up Dick Irvin, and he goes, we all get accused of being homers, and I've read all their books. What did I say last hour? I'm a reader. Yeah. That's why I'm so smart. And uh, Dick Irvin's book, the title is, Now Back to You, Dick. I think I read that when I was in grade 10. And Dick was like, talked about being called a homer for the Montreal Canadian. I've had occasion to work events with Dick, and we didn't click. It's fine. But in his book, he goes, I get called a, a homer for the Montreal Canadiens. You know what? You're damn right I'm a homer for the Montreal Canadiens. I never, ever forgot that. He goes, I was... Well, he was born in Regina, but he goes, I was raised in Montreal. My dad coached the Canadians, and the longer the Canadians go in the playoffs, the more money I make, and the more I'm on the air. And you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah why wouldn't you want the Montreal Canadians to win? And I took that stance when I was voice of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders for 20 seasons. You're damn right I'm a homer for the Rough Riders because the more we win, the further we go in the playoffs, I get great cup rings, the more money I make. Yeah. Why do people have a problem with that? I know. I know. And, I mean, you can you can cheer for certain situations, and you know, and it can come across on your broadcast and whatever. I mean, teams don't, fans don't like it if it's not their team. That's what it comes down to. If you're not cheering for my team, or you seem to have a slight against my team. And the biggest one I always see all the time is if your team's losing, you think the announcers are against you too. You know, if your team's losing, and it's annoying. Think, and the idea around it is, you know, as a broadcaster, we want every game to be great. So we're not going to spend our time talking to a national audience being upset that that team's losing oh. and having a negative broadcast. Whichever team's winning, we're going to get excited about the winning, right? And what they're doing great and talk about that and make it a great night as opposed to wallowing in the team that's doing poorly. So if Montreal would have been losing and Dick Irvin would have been on a national call, he'd have been cheering for the other team. Just happens that Montreal was winning all the time. Great comments from our viewers here. Scott K watching on the streaming, says, Winnipeg Hooters would be a good name for a rock band. How about Winnipeg that? Hooters. That's good. Had some great times there. It's a wonderful spot. From Pinks, he said, Winnipeg has one of the best ballparks in Canada. It absolutely does. Shaw Field, right? Yeah. 
Um, Randy from Winnipeg says, the biggest homer is the Bruins play-by-play guy. And I watched that guy. Jack Edwards? Yeah. I will be honest, because we have this wonderful cable package uh, in Florida uh, through Xfinity. I've got every game. It's not like center ice, but close. And this Jack Edwards, the stuff that he says, I'm like, how does he get away with this? <laughs> I don't really care. But, I, I mean, I had, I was drawn and quartered, nailed to the wall for everything I said. I hated it. And I'm sitting here going, how come he gets to say this? That's all my thing is on Jack Edwards. Have you watched him say? Oh, yeah. He rips the refs. He rips the other team. And yet he keeps his job all the time. I know. I think part of it is it's become his shtick. He's gone so far well, good into Good for it. him, I guess. But, like, how do you go from, from being a guy who's yelling at all these people and being crazy to it being a shtick? How do you survive from it being a thing that, what's this guy doing, to it being his shtick, right? And now it's his shtick, so he's not going anywhere, and people accept it, and they think it's funny, and whatever else. Well, Allie in Texas says, everyone has their favorites. I love Dallas, but I like other teams, too. I just love watching hockey. Me, too. And I've said it a million times. I usually have the sound down anyways. I don't know why I was listening to Jack Edwards, but I was. And I, again, I don't care. I just, it, it annoys me that people can get away with things that I couldn't. Yeah. And uh, we'll take a break and come back. And we will talk about what Arlen Bruce wanted to talk about here. About some uh, coaching vacancies upcoming in the CFL and who may be next. And I know Arlen says, I have so many great memories at Hooters in Winnipeg. Arlen Bruce. Says, one of the Hooter girls in Winnipeg became my baby mama. Shout out Hooters in Winnipeg. I think I know who she is, Arlen. (laughs) They're loving the comment. Devin says, Jack Edwards may as well have a Bruins jersey on. No, I know. Again, do what you want, bro. I admire that. I just don't understand why he gets away with what he gets away with. We'll talk about... Everything when we come back for overtime. We're live from Great Eagle Resort and Casino on Game Plus TV. YouTube live and on the radio WQEE 99.1 FM. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to YouTube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You got something to say? You want to add to the show? What are you waiting for? Don't just sit there. Say something. Now, back to the studio with Rod. Lots of time left here for overtime. Uh, brought to you by the Four Seasons Sports Palace. Your home for the UFC and the National Football League. 909 Arcola Avenue East. Uh, the Moose is here, and we've got the speakers going. Live studio audience. Yes, you're invited to come on down. People are calling Great Eagle Resort and Casino, wanting to know who is on daily, and that's the way that we hope that it would work out. It's things rarely go the way you plan. I know, right? And it, it has here going great. But people love the the talk of the broadcasters. Trust me, I get it. And about homers, whether you're a homer or you shouldn't be a homer, uh, from Colin in Ottawa, he says the radio broadcasters should be homers. Rod, I would often switch off Bob Cole and Gary Galley and tune into the radio feed because the former were the Leafs broadcasters. And I'm a Sens fan. Wayne in BC says I think the home radio broadcast should be slanted toward the home team. Let's face it, most of the listeners are the home team's fans. That's the way I looked at it. But then 
I sold my soul. I was just telling Darren yesterday, if I had to go back, I wouldn't do what I did. I wouldn't sell my soul to be the Rough Riders broadcaster. I wouldn't do it. Because you know what happens? You end up without a soul. Yeah. The best part is you get the soul back. That's the happy ending to the story. But I wouldn't do that again. Look at me coming into Calgary and all the ass I had to kiss just to be have a show in Calgary. And it's worked. It's been good. And, you know, maybe Bo leaves and he goes and quarterbacks Saskatchewan and I come back here might be the, just the perfect way for it to all end up. Like, what a, what a flip of everything that would be. What a trade. Yeah. Um, Kevin, the medium, says after hearing Rod calling the game this weekend, he needs to be calling more games. No, please stop. And I, I can't. I've said this. Maybe it's been a year since I talked about it a lot. I only went back in and called that new game, that game in the new rink on the new radio station as an occasion. I don't want to do it. And here's part of the reason why. The guy that scored the first goal in the new rink wasn't in the program. Number 10, I'm looking at the roster. He's not on it. And I'm like, I'm calling the first goal in this brand new state. should be an iconic call. And I don't know his name because it's not on the roster. And I'm like, I just I don't want to deal with that stuff anymore. I just don't want to deal with it anymore. A lot of young people do. Old people even. Yeah. Go. I want to do, Kevin, as you know, exactly what I'm doing right now. I don't want to call games anymore, please. I feel like it's a, it's draining to have to explain that to everybody all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Just doing. My, my answer would be don't. He wants to. I'm, I'm not. I know you're. Some. You pay enough, I'll do anything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's what I did on Saturday. But Chris in Vancouver says, listening to the Nesson broadcast of the Bruins games is the only time play-by-play guys actually tick me off. I know, I know, I know. That's the point. I had everybody hate me in the CFL because of my homership for the Riders, and in the end, I got a knife in the heart. So you look back and go, why did I do that? I wouldn't do that again. And he's got everybody's hating Jack Edwards. I don't think he cares. No. Clearly. I just don't get why he can, and I can't. Um, Phil on YouTube says, Jack Edwards is the only guy that makes me envy the deaf people. Ooh, I shouldn't have read that. Spicy. You like calling games. I do. Yeah, I do. I still do. Um, would I like it if I was calling one team's games again and riding the bus and doing it? Probably, no. probably not, you know? So I've got a nice thing where I can go in and, and do a game a week, right? During the football season or the hockey season or a game every 10 days. That's perfect. Yeah. Twice a week at most would be a busy week for me. I like that because then you can really get into the game, capture it. There's no mundaneness. That's why I think Hockey Night in Canada was so successful because it was once a week. Now you got hockey games every day and it's my, it becomes mundane and that's a dangerous thing for sports. Well, that's why I've um, really been able to look forward to because another thing, maybe I just had a bad run with the teams that I was with and I'll take the reason that I'm not with them anymore. Let's put it on me. But I still don't want to sit there and deal with them. When you're told to go on the air and lie and you say, no, I'm not going to do that and then they threaten your job, it takes yeah. the fun out of it. And I've said it before that this is what was going on, and people don't care. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to leave. It is a fun sports on tap for the Tap Brewhouse and drive through liquor store. NFL Monday Nighter, we talked about this earlier. Denver at the Chargers. 
6.15 p.m. Mountain. I love the fact that I can watch the whole game now. I also love the fact that Broncos fans are saying, stop putting our team on primetime. We're sick of our team. I think that's hilarious. The storyline is how are they going to let us down tonight? Right. That's the storyline. Major League Baseball, Game 5, American League Division Series, Cleveland at the Yankees, 5 p.m. Mountain. I think I'm going to watch that as much as I can. And a wonderful buffet, really, in the National Hockey League. Vancouver at Washington. Do the Canucks get their first win? Florida at Boston. I'll probably be listening to that one. Ducks at Rangers. Penguins at Montreal, that always is special, right? Yeah. Sid coming into the Centre Bell. Arizona at Toronto in a friends and family game. L.A. Kings at Detroit. Colorado at Mini. Jets at Dallas. That might be the featured game of the night. Yeah. And uh, Carolina at Seattle. So there's just a lot of... Yeah, I'd rather just do this. And I wanted to get that out of the way and then just mention this because Arlen is still with us and he was talking about that CFL coaching carousel. And this is what bothers me. It's every league's the same. When your team's out of it, which Ryder fans generally think their team, the Riders are out of it, you're looking ahead to next year. Who's going to be our coach? Who's going to be our quarterback? And Arlen, as a football guy, is looking at those names he mentioned, Travis Moore, Jarius Jackson. I can remember the third that he said. Will they be given head coaching opportunities? And quite frankly, now's not the time for us to be talking about that. I don't like talking about jobs when somebody's still in them more than anything. I kind of have a policy against doing that. But the football people are talking about it. Yeah, and I don't want to talk about it as saying who's going to be the next Riders coach or the Ottawa coach or the whatever team that might you know let go of their coach. I want to talk about more as who would be the next head coach should, should something become available. So you talk about those guys, the Jarius Jacksons and whatnot, you know, the Mark Killams and Mark Mueller's. I don't know if, if they're quite ready to be head coaches yet or not. But then you look at, I mean, Jason Moss's name has come up as moving to a head coaching role. Forget about what Ryder fans think about him. Kahari Jones's name circles Lapo again. So there's going to be a lot of candidates. WQEE Ryan O'Radio writes in and says, another great show. Always. Thanks, Ryan O'Radio. Up week in Atlanta. Last minute of play in hour two. Up week in Atlanta. We'll tell you what it is tomorrow. Kirk Sirota writing says, Peter Marr could have easily been a Flames homer, but he wasn't like that. He gave credit where credit is due, and that is why he is such a class act when he called Flames games. Exactly. But this business isn't like it was in Peter Marr's time or the time that I was coming up or Ron McLean was coming up. It's just different now. It, yeah. It's in every regard. In every regard, it's different. And uh, we do our thing, and they do theirs. What's tomorrow, Clark? What do we got? We got some great guys up tomorrow, right? John Liu and Nasty Sheldon Napastic. That's going to be fantastic. Thank you to Mark Steven. Thank you to Ron McLean. Great job here, Moose, with you. Yeah, you too. And uh, to our entire crew, way to go, IKS. We'll see you tomorrow, noon Eastern, here on Game Plus and W. Who has more fun than us? <laughs> For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.